0: hello beautiful people and welcome back to soul spills with sway today is a special one because we're going to be talking about the journey that led each of us right here in front of this mic talking to all of you about an idea that started as a seed in my head years ago the mantra i wanted to have for today's episode is ideas are seeds planted divinely and we have the honor of watering them we are all vessels on this planet entrusted with a divine purpose The more we walk in this purpose, the clearer our path becomes. But it all starts with first recognizing the divinity embedded inside of us. So today we're going to discuss exactly what that looked like for each of us. So, Swaya, when did you first realize you were being pulled on this journey? What did that calling look like for you and how did you respond?
1: So I explained how my journey of faith started in our previous episode, but I definitely will explain for any new soul spillers tapping in. So I realized I was being pulled into this journey when I was tired of living life with no direction. I could feel my back against the wall, just all my problems came in at once piling up. My depression was so deep and unbearable I had to find a way out fast because I wasn't recognizing myself anymore, not in the mirror and not within, and honestly people close to me were starting to notice. I was a vacant soul inside my body, hiding in a shell and not fully living instead of feeding my soul and conquering everything God has in store for me. After facing the mirror of my life, I told myself I couldn't live like this anymore. I knew I had to be better, and I knew this may sound so cliché, but God is so real. His voice popped into my head and told me that I needed him, and not only did he say that, but he said it was up to me to find him. And from that point on, I accepted him, and I chose to find faith in all things, but most importantly, myself.
0: So to you, your what are we calling this like a journey it's it's a it's one big journey really it was more so your way out of the hole that you found yourself in and i want to focus on that word journey because that's exactly what finding your way is it's not an end goal it's not a final destination it's a journey filled with peaks valleys and everything in between like you said you had your low moments those low moments led you to your high ones led you to finding yourself led you to realizing you wanted more out of this life fulfilling a purpose that was greater than yourself and in doing that you connected with God and that helped you get to where you were and where you are today. So let's talk about doubt. Doubt is an inevitable part of this journey. It pulls us away, it makes us question everything and for a lot of us it can turn us away completely from the things that we want the most in this life. What did doubt look like for you?
1: It's simple, for me the difference between faith and doubt is fear. Doubt looks like procrastination. Doubt looks like inconsistency. Doubt looks like worry. Doubt is everything that keeps you from winning. Really evaluate your life and ask yourself if your goals were hit at the end of the year, because I had to ask myself. And if you don't like where you are, face yourself and realize the only problem is you. We often doubt ourselves, scared to take risks. But really, the scariest place is to be the same place we were as last year. Many of us has been doing the same things from 10 years ago with no growth whatsoever, and if you're not scared, of that then you aren't living just existing in life
0: you're just surviving you're not thriving and also like you said doubt is fueled by fear doubt can keep us stagnant it can keep us comfortable a lot of us become comfortable in our own bubbles of doubt and we don't want to step outside of it and for me the way i envisioned it in my head was living in my doubt looked a lot like standing on This cliff, And you know how they say, take a leap of faith. You have to just jump. You have to just trust. You have to do it blindly. You have to trust not knowing what lies on the other side. For me, it looked like standing there and being so scared to jump, but then seeing everybody jump around me, seeing everybody fulfill their purposes around me and stepping into their highest selves and doing what they genuinely want to do in life and taking those leaps of faith and then just feeling so stuck and grounded in where I am and then it made me feel so uncomfortable that i'm like no like you know eventually you do have to just overcome your doubt and i think the process of doubt is necessary there is purpose in it because in overcoming your doubt you learn how to be your own biggest fan you learn how to believe in yourself and without that belief in yourself i do believe that that's the first step towards the path of success you can't succeed in life if you don't first believe in yourself especially like you and i when we're pursuing a journey that is road less traveled it's not the safety net that a lot of people take it's not just the structure in place like okay go to high school graduate from college apply for a job work a nine-to-five like if you step outside of that then you are on your own there's no structure in place to tell you how to how to live so you do have to put yourself in the uncomfortable positions and that's what i've been doing for the past couple of years and For me i've learned to develop a deep sense of appreciation for my doubt because my doubt told me everything i need to succeed every time i felt like am i good enough can i do this should i just give up it's not worth it i knew i had to do the opposite of that i had to tell myself i can do it i am worth it i am capable of fulfilling whatever i want to do i'm powerful i'm here with a message i'm here with a purpose so by looking my doubt in the face and then telling myself everything the opposite of that i am able to become more powerful. I developed a deeper belief in myself. But you have to allow that questioning to work its way through you. You have to allow the doubt to work through you and still stand strong in the face of it and not just shrink in its shadow and become victim to it. And that's what separates the people who are living their best lives versus versus the people who are just living in the safety net that society provides for them.
1: See, for me, doubt serves no purpose. Doubt is solely there to hold you back. A lot of people are frustrated with where their life is, getting upset, seeing others being blessed, and wondering how long they'll be stuck in this trial period, but the reason that it's called a trial period is because it's a limited time we're supposed to sit there. Yet you're confused on why you're still stagnant. Hello? Stop being comfortable in your trial period. Let's start here about how to overcome it. Stop blaming your parents' lack of help, stop blaming the circle of friends you have, stop blaming your kids' for not giving you enough time for yourself because you are the only person capable of changing it all. You're in control of it all. Many people want more out of life, but won't jump out the boat. A nine to five, a 401k, owning a house is good enough for most, but it wasn't good enough for me. I had to believe I was the exception. As I said in the previous episode, I jumped out the boat and I realized I wasn't ready to swim. I had no formation, so I went back to the boat. Instead of fighting against the tides of life, I swam back to the boat into safety into my comfort zone, back into my trial period. I overcame it simply by preparing myself to jump off the boat and taking risks. And you can't do that without having faith.
0: The complaints, it takes a conscious effort to stop blaming everything around you and realize it's you. At the end of the day, you're the one holding yourself back. You're the one refusing to do better or push for more but i also think we have to be honest with ourselves and when we're complaining and blaming everything else are you doing that because that's the truth or are you doing that because you're too afraid to look within and hold yourself accountable because complaints and excuses can be convenient ways to stop ourselves from pursuing our purpose and that's why i think it's so important to really sit with ourselves and realize what actually is holding me back is it fear am i scared do i think i'm not worthy enough is i just don't know how to do it when you ask yourselves those questions you'll get to the root of why you're holding yourself back so much because so many of us do that either consciously or subconsciously and when you fill your mind with complaints and look at everything negative then you're not going to put yourself on a frequency where blessings and abundance will find you you're just going to keep yourself in a low miserable state of mind and the first step towards elevating is elevating your mindset and looking at everything with an abundant pair of eyes rather than looking at everything and complaining that it's holding you back because like I said, life isn't here to break us. It's here to shape us. It's here to challenge us, to push us to be the best versions of ourselves. But you can't gain muscle without working out. You can't gain strength without putting in the work. It's the same way that you can't be successful without putting yourself in the uncomfortable positions. It's, it's a game, really. Life is one big game that we have to learn how to play. hmm and we got to win. Let's talk about prayer. Prayer is a sacred space for all of us, and it looks different to each and every one of us. So I wanna know, what does praying look like to you?
1: So I'm actually excited to answer this part just because of where I'm at in life. I'm gonna start with what does God mean? Who is God to me and and what does he mean to me? So to start with that, what God means to me is, is God means love, God means life, God means being whole, God means self-worth. And lastly, God means faith. And I realized it was always resol- it always results back to that. Faith is not found in what you're believing for. It's found in who you're believing in, like yourself, you know, or God. Let me keep it real. Like I've already said, I did not grow up in church. I've never witnessed someone catching the Holy Spirit. But my parents always held God at the top of our life and expressed the power of prayer. I used to think prayer had to be filled with big words and quotes from the Bible, and unlike most, I grew up reading the Quran, but now that I'm finding my path to God, I realize prayer is just a conversation with Him, a simple conversation that doesn't need any extra words. It doesn't need any extra words, but it does need vulnerability, showing who we really are and not who we pretend to be. Know that He won't heal what we won't reveal, and there's so much power in prayer. There's a difference and praying to God, leaving our worries to Him, and actually putting in the work. See, a lot of us, like we pray to God, and then we're asking for Him to change our life, but we're not putting the work behind it. And that's where most of us mess up with ourselves. And then we say, why isn't God changing my life? I keep praying, and I'm still in the same place. So let me rephrase it for you again in a different form. The difference is having faith and having active faith. Active faith is putting in the work. Why do you expect God to bless you and plant seeds in your life without your seeds actually taking root? A lot of us, you know, we want these seeds in our life and we don't follow through. So follow through with your prayer. Don't stop there, though, because that's when we stop. We stop after we, you know, we pray to God. Let it actually take over your day and then, you know, initiate your active faith. And I'm going to tell you how I like to show up in a conversation of God. And this is how I get through my prayer. So let's start with faith has friends. You need to treat God like your friend. Matter of fact, make him your best friend. Put him at the top. Doesn't our closest best friend know all our dirty little secrets, all our skeletons in the closet? Well, so does God. Stop putting so much pressure into prayer. Just talk, have a conversation like you're talking to your friend because you are. And after I realized that, I felt the power in my prayer. I was being very genuine in my conversation. You can uh, can overcome doubt by asking God to give you a vision that's bigger than what you see for yourself. So, see, when we're in doubt, we are training our faith, and training faith requires you to get used to the sound of God's voice. God wants a relationship with you, and guess what, all friendships get tested, and God will never test you in an area that he knows you can't pass. And I know it's hard, it's only hard because you've never experienced it. And if you have experienced it, then stop failing the test, because God will never put anything on you that you can't carry. And I know we all heard that saying before. And just because you don't see the provision doesn't mean your prayers haven't reached God. Don't give up, don't give in, don't second-guess the season of your life, don't back down, don't cave in, and don't call a test from God and an assignment of the enemy. A lot of people say, oh, that's the devil trying to get me after having a really bad day. I literally just did this the other day. But really, it's a test. Don't misdiagnose God's intention for you. And if you don't know the difference between a test and the devil, Just know that God doesn't tempt us, but he does test us. And God is testing us solely to train us, to train our faith. And, you know, that's what works for me.
0: First and foremost, the relationship with God starts with vulnerability. It starts with honesty. It starts with taking off this mask that we constantly wear and showing who we really are and that's hard to do because a lot of us don't even take our masks off for ourselves we are so uncomfortable in who we are and in our flaws and and embarrassed our embarrassed, or embarrassed or is, and know, ashamed yeah. because we're so insecure and that's why like number one it starts with honesty we have to really look ourselves in the mirror and stop trying to be somebody that we're not and let ourselves be exactly who it is that we are and if we are insecure and uncomfortable and flawed in certain areas that is what you connect with god on that is what you dive deeper in you you pray on those things you pray on the insecurities that you feel and you pray for everything that can heal that i pray to the god inside of me so that i'm able to recognize the god in others and the god that just exists infinitely in this world and that's where we hear this term all the time, manifestation. I think that's where that comes in. You can't just manifest without having a relationship with God. You can't just bring things to life, speak things into existence without knowing where the source of that power comes from. Because speaking things into existence and creating the lives that we want for ourselves is power. It is our divine energy. It's not just something that's given to us freely. So that's where manifestation comes in. We see it everywhere, it's a highly highly used term, but what exactly does it mean?
1: Manifestation means faith, as we're already on it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) season of faith. Acknowledging your faith, working towards your faith, and sticking to your faith. See, where we mess up at is wanting so much out of life without putting the work in, but guess what? Faith doesn't work for fantasies. And the way to realize the difference is, If it does not glorify God, it is a fantasy. Live just by that and watch your life shift. A lot of people want the fruits of life and ask why their business isn't thriving and why it seemed like they're stuck. Well, maybe it's because you scammed your way into getting that money that opened that business, girl. And this is just one example of many. And I chose this one because we're literally living in a world of fantasy, solely based on material things we can't take with us when our time is up. And then there's those who, envy people who, ha- who do have the fruits of life, who are able to take trips, who can hire a nanny and spend freely, but guess what, you had those same 24 hours yet you chose not to make your frame of life bigger and now you're mad at the next. So let's talk about how we can develop the belief in ourselves. First, you have to let go of doubt. Stop, dis- stop discouraging yourself because it takes away from hope and hope no longer lights your faith. Another important step is, I'm going to slowly say this, so you can really let it sink in. Be careful who you talk to in a season of faith, because faith grows by the word. And we all know words are powerful. They have the power to manipulate, change, and stagger your mind. We'll get more into the the depth of that in the next episode, but today let's focus on establishing our faith. Let's get into the definition of faith. Faith is trusting in something you cannot prove, just like God. Faith will be uncomfortable. And if you're comfortable, you're not in faith. We read things that encourage us, putting notes on the wall, writing on our planner, but that's just one step of many. We need to to meditate on the word. We need to train our faith and pass the test. When you're finding your faith, you can't live on the testimony of others. You have to have your own experience that decides your faith for you. And you can't have an experience without having a test. And for me, my dad is Muslim, my mom is Christian, and they both worship God. And they give me very different testimonies. I never actually chose my religion. I just believed in God. And after I had my own test of faith, I knew Christianity was was what I believed in. And I don't say that to hinder anyone else's testimony. I'm just speaking just for me. Your testimony may be different. Whatever religion you choose, choose it for you. And all I'm saying is
0: your greatest miracle is on the other side of the test. God shows up in a way that is unique to each individual person. If you're feeling disconnected, you haven't found the relationship with God that speaks to you the most yet. So spend time with it, take your time with it, and be careful of where you're placing your energy. I think manifestation is so much about Creating more of whatever we place our energy into, whether good or bad. If we continuously place our energy into fear and limiting beliefs, then that appears more and more in our lives. We have more to complain about, we're scared of everything, we don't want to step outside of ourselves because that's all we're putting that's all we're putting our energy into. But if we put our energy into belief, then belief puts its energy into us. And if we believe in ourselves, then that starts to speak more and more and more, more blessings and abundance pop up around our lives because that is where we're choosing to place our energy. We're not choosing to be stagnant anymore. We're choosing, no, I want more from this life. I have a purpose in this life. I'm going to, like I said at the beginning, ideas are seeds planted divinely and we have the honor of watering them. So that is what manifestation is to me. It's watering those seeds that we feel inside of us that little voice in the back of our head, that dream in the back of our hearts that's always tugging at us, pulling at us. It is giving that little dream a platform to thrive and a voice to speak to the masses and not being, not letting ourselves talk ourselves out of it or let our insecurities saying we can't do something. It's saying, I can do it, so I'm going to. And it, whatever I envision, it's already mine. It already belongs to me. The reality I want for myself already exists. You have to act as if you already are everything you want to be. You have to claim mm. it. You have to believe it. It's not something down the road that you say, "Okay, I'll get there. I'll get there." No, you have to speak as if you already have it. Whatever it is you want, and I'm not talking materialistic things. I'm talking abundance, strength, power. I'm talking step into your power and then everything else will reciprocate itself. You'll get you'll get the car, you'll get the house, you'll get everything materi- materialistically, but that shouldn't be the goal. The goal is I wanna step into the highest version of myself, whatever that looks like. Our words hold so much power, they hold so much weight, they, de- they determine the life we live, whether verbally spoken or the inner dialogue we have in our heads. What we consume becomes our thoughts and our, sh- our thoughts become our reality. So be mindful of the things you consume, be careful of who you hang around and who, you give, who and what you give your energy to, and then create a better dialogue with yourself. Acknowledge ne- that negative energy as it comes, and then open the door for it to leave. Acknowledge when you're feeling doubt and insecurity, and then tell yourself everything the opposite of that. Allow your doubt to propel you. Allow your fears to fuel you. Don't hold yourself back. Take that leap of faith because you have a divine purpose. You are placed here on this planet to do more than work nine to five, I promise you. We all have a calling, so give it the freedom to thrive in your life. I have two quotes I want you to write
1: down, and then a decision for you to make at the end of this episode. So quote one, stop wanting the process without the process. Quote two, don't make decisions in a season of loss. Now here's your decision. At the end of this episode, I want you to decide whether you want to live on the boat or walk on water.